everybody. This is Mike Fitzgibbons with another The Story Fits show. The Story Fits. This show's about good news. Uh, I have guests every time, and this time our guest is a very special friend, Father Tim Anastos. Uh, Father Tim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. And where and and calling me Mike is yeah. that fun? Oh, it's great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get feels, to why that's fun for so him. Good. Yes, we'll get to why that's fun for him in a moment. Uh, Father Tim, where are you? Where are you these days? What's your parish? I am assigned as an associate pastor at Mary Seat of Wisdom Parish in Park Ridge, Illinois. And and you were ordained when? I was ordained about eight months ago. So I'm a I'm a baby priest. A baby priest, Mary Seat of Wisdom in Park Ridge, folks. Uh, well, the reason that we're giggling with each other is because I don't know him from Mary Seat of Wisdom. I know him from his past. Could you talk a little bit about where you're from? Well, I'm from a little town called Mundelein, Illinois. Grew up there, raised there, and uh, high school years was spent at Carmel High School. Carmel High School. I, I, I know that place a little, folks. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's where I work, Carmel Catholic High School. I'm one of the campus ministers there, and I was a campus minister when Tim was there. And you graduated when, Tim? 07. 07, I'm getting Long, old. long time ago. I am getting old. Okay. In 07, in and we had uh, opportunity to work very closely together, especially during Tim's senior year, but all, throughout his time there. And, uh, and then you went where from there, Tim? Went to University of Illinois, incredible university, studied there for four years, linguistics, and around that time, thought priesthood was for me, had an incredible special calling from God. Then from University of Illinois, went straight to seminary, back to Mundelein, back to my hometown. And uh, it's funny because when I was in grade school, living in Mundelein, me and my friends used to sneak into the seminary there. And go fishing in the lake. <laughs> well, we didn't sneak. I drove my kids over there, and so did my wife. But they, we had a pass. Yeah, exactly. You had a pass. We didn't. We had. A we were hooligan kids. But we sneak in there, and there was a priest. I remember this this specific priest who yelled at us and may have said some choice words, and we ran away. Um, that same priest welcomed me welcomed me back. Which you know, which priest was that? Can you tell us? Um, or would that be no. But I'll say that his last name rhymes with Dodge. <laughs> and so anyone who knows any priest at the seminary may know who that is. <laughs> well, when Father Kikanis was over there as the rector, who is now the archbishop at, in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when he was over there, um, the reason I was able to get a pass so quickly, I must say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, Father Kikanis taught me freshman religion at Quigley South. Uh, and... and uh, no well, way. oh yeah, we oh, got along. We got along so well when way back then, and when he came over to the seminary, we had so much fun together. And he came in and did a mass when he became bishop at Carmel, mm. and just wasted me in his homily, <laughs> <laughs> oh, much man. to the delight of our student body. Let me tell you, man, I wish that was recorded. I would love to. Uh, to well, someday we'll have to go through that. So, so you're at you're you're in Park Ridge. And didn't you study? And you said, where else did you study, Tim? You went, you went, you went overseas for a while, didn't you? Yeah. So I mean, right after University of Illinois, when I entered seminary, which is an incredibly blessed time, went to Mundelein for first two years. So if you know anything about seminary, you have to study philosophy before you even can study God. So I studied philosophy for two years at Mundelein. 
when I was exiled to Rome for four years. You were exiled to Rome for four years. Yeah, Yeah, I'll bet there's a lot of priests out there who would hate to get exiled to Rome for four years. Never mind, there's just a lot of people out there who don't want to get exiled to Rome for four years. Yeah, so so you for four years four years and that ended when so that ended this past may when i flew back got ordained at our cathedral here at our in the archdiocese of chicago holy name and started my assignment and i've been <laughs> just pumped ever since being a priest so well you, you i've seen you a few times and you're definitely pumped that's actually why i wanted you on the show because you know tim and you know me from my past uh i've the coach for a lot of years um you know 35 plus as a football coach but 10 as a wrestling coach and eight as a track coach and really my my into the show is sports and and so i've had sports people on and and I'm sure some people are wondering that have listened why why does he have a priest on? And because uh, I'm amazing at sports, as you're amazing at sports. I remember you were horrible, uh, <laughs> not a good athlete. But hey, um, <laughs> you were good at Santa Maria, weren't you? Oh yeah, of course. Because everybody's well, good. Uh, Everybody was good. good at Santa Maria. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so um, you 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 got to Mary Seat of Wisdom, and it was May, and then the summer started, got finished, and then the fall hit, and then you're you're doing masses and meeting the kids at the school, and oh, then yeah. and then there's a local public high school down there that's well known for its football prowess, Maine Very South well High known. School. Yeah, that's right, right down the street. Yeah, Maine South. And you you met the coach, didn't you? I met the coach before I met the coach. I met the uh, head of the booster club. Um, his name is Jamie Purcell, um, and he it was at mass. It was one of my first Sundays at Mary Seat introducing myself, freaking out because I don't know what I'm doing at Mass. And uh, <laughs> then afterwards... It's the same thing, Tim, almost every time. You would think so. R- you would ritual, think you, would, yeah. you know, there's know. a place for ritual in the modern world because it's the same thing. But whatever, I don't want to get when everyone that. is looking at you and you're the one in charge, everything changes. <laughs> everything changes, does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's a beautiful thing. But it's anyway, a- <laughs> so after the Mass, I'm greeting people... <laughs> I'm greeting people at the end of Mass, and uh, um, this this man comes up to me and says, that was one of the best homilies I've ever heard, um, and it was just like, you just seem like a dude up there. And I was like, oh, thank you. Father dude. Yeah, well, anyway, it was just like, you, you seem just like a dude up there. It was really cool, and I've just never, you know, seen priests like that before. I was like, oh, thank, thank you very much. Um, is that a compliment? He's like, yeah, 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 it's a compliment. It's a compliment. And he um, invited me because he's told me he was the head of the booster club at Maine South and he would love for ha- to have me on the sidelines at their football games. Um, but that wasn't the original opening. The original opening happened back the priest before I was there. His name is Father James Wallace. He was a graduate of New Trier High School. Ooh. Played football for New Trier High School. They don't like football. The- Main South High School. Oh, way. Yeah, no that, way. that's that. Yeah. But big football fan. So he came. So this was before I was there. He came and he was at at Mary Seat of Wisdom and he wanted to get involved with Maine South. And so he got to know the coach because the coach is a parishioner at Mary Seat of Wisdom. And he just thought it was hilarious that, you know, he was so pro Nutrier and now in his jurisdiction was Maine South. 
And so he got to know the coach. He got to know all the players. And um, there was an opening there. A Catholic priest on the sidelines of a public high school. That's, that's, that's huge. intriguing to me and wonderful. And I, I just can't get And plus, what, what I know about Maine South and, and its past. And it's, I know. It's I know. tremendous. It's, it's, like, it's incredible. It's the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Um, and so this this Jamie, he invited me to come on the sidelines as well. And um, my first game was against uh, Lincoln Way, I think. I'm loving this. My first game was against Lincoln Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all football and, players listening right now are going, my first game? What's this guy talking about? <laughs> like, what, is he lining up? Yeah, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my first game was against yeah. Lincoln Way. It was, was great. It because east, north, west? It was east. Lingway East yeah. to power. It was the first game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we lost the game. Yeah, they're and they're great. They never invited me back. No, uh, it was just incredible to be part of something that started with the priest before me, right? Um, and being in a way having it being passed down, um, and you could see how comfortable the students and the football players were with having a priest there at a cat, you know, at or not a Catholic at a public high school. But, um, and so we were in a locker room beforehand, and they're like, "Oh, hey, father, hey, father." And I was like, "This is this is unreal. It's surreal. It's, it's like I can't." And so, was did anyone bring up the idea that you know this is a public school? You're a priest. No, no, not no, no, not really. Um, it's kind of the opposite of that because so many Mary Seed of Mary Seed of Wisdom parishioners are there at Maine South. Because it's like right next to the school. I mean, everyone is around Park Ridge area. Um, and I remember looking behind me when I'm on the sidelines and seeing, you know, the stands. I could point out so many parishioners in the stands all waving, hey, Father Tim, hey, Father Tim. So it's it really is a community. It really is a community. It's that, incredible. That, like, is, I'm still mind-boggled by it, too. I am way mind-boggled by it because it's just, let's face it, you know, and that's why I was interested, so interested in having you on because you told me that story, and I remember, and I know you were. I was stunned. I'm I think like, I texted you a picture. Yeah, it's like, hey, look where look, I look am. Look where right I now. am right <laughs> now. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And then you kind of did uh, came back to your alma mater, didn't you? I did I did? And you and you, did, you actually did a mass for the football team, did you not? I did, and it and stood on the sideline. There may, yeah, there may have been a few tears just because I I, I grew up there. I found my faith at Carmel, and now I'm a priest celebrating Mass for other students. It's huge, incredible grace, incredible grace, and so. And you were on the sidelines then, and did and didn't you? Weren't you on the bench once for the basketball team? Too? Yeah, 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 yeah. The the coach invited me. I didn't even know who he was, but I, word got around or something, and just to be there with the students and sitting there supporting them, and just having them see a priest relatively their own age, you know, but younger priest, um, that's huge. Just have that presence. So. Well, I know for a fact uh, I do a lot of the chapels with the basketball team and did the chapel every time for the football team. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact it was a big deal for the, for the students uh, that a guy who walked their walk was celebrating with them. And, and the basketball team, uh, who I'm going to be talking about in a little while, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were – just really pumped up that you did a mass for them and sat on, you sat on the bench didn't you for, oh, the, yeah. for the game oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like i'm announcing it. i looked on the bench and there's wait a minute 
I wanted you to do a layup drill at the beginning and see what you know, that would have been fun to watch. But, that would have been embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, this whole idea of meet the kids where the kids are. Mm-hmm. It's a different world. It is. You know, I you know, I was we were telling stories out there earlier when we first walked in and I was talking about my past and my background and you know, when you have a high mass and a low mass at the same building and it's packed with thousands of people both and that's just not happening anymore. And where do, where are the kids where do you get the kids? And where are young people? Where are they coming from? And yeah. and this well, talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean it goes straight back to the gospel. Our Lord Jesus, he went to people. People didn't, there are tons of people who came to him, but his intention was to go to people. And we see this in, uh, in our Holy Father, Pope Francis, who says, you know, go and get the smell of the sheep on you. To go to other pe- go to the people, go to the sheep. And so where are the high schoolers? They're at sports games. They're hanging out with their friends at Starbucks and everything. Um, that's, that's where you go. That's where you meet kids. And so there you are on the bench and on the sidelines at games. And at Mary Seed Wisdom, they got a sports program there, a grammar school sports program. I had Brian T. Campy on here, St. Gilbert's sports program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're at Mary Seed Wisdom. You, you, do you attend uh, sporting events there? There is a sporting event every single night of the week. We have a huge sports program, grades 4 through 8th, um, playing volleyball, playing basketball, playing soccer. We have a soccer program. It's amazing. And just to be there, and not only that, but during the day, I'm there at the school with the kids. I teach sixth grade religion. That's amazing. So I have, I already have a relationship, especially with my sixth graders. And being there for the games, we already have that relationship. Um, to be able to support them, if there's a struggle at home, they can just say, hey, just say a prayer for my mom, say a prayer for my dad, or whatever it is. I'm there, and I'm present. And Christ is there. Christ is present. It's amazing. So you're, and so again, I, I love that smell of the sheep thing. Uh, what a great line, you know. So you're getting the smell of the sheep, and the sports events are where you're finding the kids, mm-hmm. and the kids are finding you there. The students are finding you there, and therefore, that's helping them find their faith there. I think so, and not only just finding your faith, I. You know, it's not expecting a deep religious conversation with kids when I'm at the sports events, but just to see that, okay, this this priest who's given his life for God, he's he's relatively normal, and he can be with us, and it doesn't have to be weird or awkward or whatever. And so then whenever they need something or they have some kind of crisis, they're comfortable with coming to the priest. And going to the parish, and going, and going to their school, yep. and going yes, and, and yeah. whatever whatever faith community they belong to, mm-hmm. which which frankly has been missing, and and that's one of the bad news things. And oh, I don't yeah. like that this show is all about the story. Fitz is all about the good news. This is good news, top shelf good news, and you going to all these sports events with your parishioners. Mm-hmm. Like you just talked about your sixth graders and your special connection with them. But go, even going all your sports, well, that's a big deal because, well, frankly, it's not happening everywhere. It, it can't. There's just not enough bodies to go around. But at least it's going on somewhere. And then you decide to drive up the tollway and come to your old high school. And I got to tell you, our football players remember, and I know our basketball players remember, 
And the guy who he told you're the coach, a very spiritual guy, Zach Ryan, mm, yeah. he was my first guest. Because what he's do, what he does during the off season with his team in terms of service in oh, the area, right. yeah. and so he's a real spiritual guy. So when he heard about you had done the football thing, he said, "I got to get that guy to do basketball." And uh, we do, we we I, I mentioned in a, another show we did a, a a retreat for eighth grade basketball players on Catholic basketball. Uh, it, you know, and a bunch of schools came, and Zach had the varsity basketball players be the leaders and i presented i facilitated and father karchi came over from the seminary uh, and he did the mass the boss and so the boss and he did the mass and they gave him a shirt and he put it on over <laughs> over his stuff and took a picture with the kids at the end it was the best picture it was on facebook it was everywhere <laughs> and he loved it so so he talks to the feeder program at carmel yeah. the carmel feeder guy uh who's in charge well, he invites him to practices. So Father Karchi's been on the bench for our feeder program. That's so great. Well, it is because it's the same thing. It's mm -hmm. it, it's going and finding the kids where they are, you know. And and uh, you cannot expect them to come to the parish rectory office instead of an appointment with a priest. You got to go to them. You got to go to them. And but and then you might get a cup of coffee with one of them. Oh or yeah. You might get. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Now that's well. That's exactly why I wanted you to be here today. <laughs> and I did not know that this, this was going to spin to this, but this is where it belongs. The fact that you're standing on Main South sideline, bingo. This fact that you're standing on Carmel sideline, I hope you stand on Carmel sideline a whole bunch more. And, and when we come back in the second piece, I got a story about a basketball. Can't wait. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hello, I am Mark Schroth from the Salzman Library at the St. Francis de Sales Seminary. The Salzman Library is the seminary library, but is also the library for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So everybody is welcome. Our hours are Tuesdays and Thursdays, noon until 8, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 10 until 4. We have a large collection of Catholic materials, including things on the sacraments, things on the saints, church history, biblical studies, philosophy, other faith traditions, as well as a ever-expanding DVD and CD collection. So come in, get a card, we'll show you around. For more information, you can visit us at www.sfs.edu slash Salzman, S-A-L-Z-M-A-N-N. We hope to see you there. Thank you very much. I love that music. 
Mike Fitzgibbons returning here on The Story Fits. And you know what I haven't plugged yet? My website, goodnewsfitsall.com. Have you seen my website, Tim? I have. And and what'd you think? I loved it. Father Tim Anastos is my guest here uh, from St. Mary's Seat of Wisdom in Park Ridge, but graduate of Carmel High School. But, you know, he got called to Rome for four years. We won't get back into that. (laughs) But... (laughs) But, you know, my website, he says, is is impressive, and it is impressive, and it's only impressive not because of me, because my daughter Molly, who Tim knows, uh, she put it, she put my yeah, website yeah. together, and boy, oh boy, she did a great job. Good but, job. you know, folks, you want to go on goodnews. goodnewsfitsall.com because on there you can get my email and you can send me good news stories which I want to tell on the air. And I'm going to tell at least one that I got from a listener tonight. So that's exactly what I would like to do is to spread the word about good news. Because you know what, Tim? We are wired for bad news, and it drives me up a wall. Because it's easy to find good news. All you have to do is look. And, and you know, I'll tell a story, and people go, why, why isn't that story on the front page? And I'm like, why, why are you asking me? I don't decide what's on the front page. But I'm going to tell a story right now to start. I'm ready. Okay, because you know the basketball team. You, you, you prayed with them. You sat with them. And, and I got to tell you, our basketball team, our varsity basketball team, they pray well. They're good men. Yes. <laughs> they, you know, some groups get into it. Some good groups get into it more. These guys pray well. When oh, they yeah. get it, it's so intense. I'm in there, whoa. And so and this last one uh, was before a game. They lost a player. You might get into that, but it was a tough, tough thing. They were, they were adjusting, and they're trying yeah, to yeah. get – and they're having a good season. They're 17 and 11 going into the regional. Oh, but they could have been perhaps 20 and 8, you know, but they ran into a snag. And, and so they're struggling with that, but they're praying about it, and they're sticking together. And, and so they prayed, and it was a very intense. And I'm walking – blowing out the candles and stuff, and they're going down to have a team meeting. I'm about to go announce the sophomore game because I oh, announced yeah. the basketball games. Mm-hmm. And I'm stepping out of the uh, out of the chapel, near, nearing stepping out of the chapel. I'm up on top still. And one of the players, one of the key players, comes over to me and says, uh, Mr. Fitz, because we have the rosary set up there. for We have rosary once a week for, uh, for world peace in the morning. Yeah. I run that through our social justice club. So we have a table with the rosaries mm-hmm. on there. He goes, can I borrow a rosary and one of those forms, the sheets that you provide so I know what I'm, I mean, I know how to do it, but I want it to be right. I go, oh, yeah, you can borrow them. Sure, dude, is everything okay? He goes, yeah, everything's fine. I just want to borrow them. I go, okay. So he took it and left, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm just glad he did that. Yeah. That was like you don't see that Yahoo, you don't see it every day. No. And, and I'm thinking great stuff. Okay, so now I'm announcing the sophomore game. Now, during the sophomore games generally the varsity guys sit in the stands behind the announcing table mm-hmm. and they spread themselves out they listen to music talk quietly and watch the first half then they go in and change for the varsity game so i turn around middle of the first quarter toward the end of the first quarter and i look and they're all up there and a little to the players left this guy's sitting very clearly saying the rosary yeah. so i turn to the two teachers at the table that are working the the book and working the clock One's a religion teacher, one's a history teacher. And I say, will you guys discreetly turn around and look at this guy in the stands? I name him. They both know him. They both turn around they turn back. And the religion teacher goes, Fitz, is that a rosary? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's a rosary. And the history teacher goes, what's he, what's he doing? I go, 
I don't know. Praying for his jump shot? I'm not sure. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. But And and uh, Jeff Patasek, who is one of the religious teachers at Carmel, yeah. a great religious teacher, he, he goes, uh, only here. Only here is a kid saying the rosary in the stands before a varsity That's amazing, yeah. It's a big game. Okay, well, I'm not done. Um. <laughs> so, you know, the, the halftime ends. Halftime, half first half ends. And uh, here come the varsity players out of the bleachers. They're going in. And this guy walks up to the table to me, grabs me from the shoulder behind, and I turn and look at him. He goes, Mr. Fitz, here, thanks a lot. And he hands the sheet, puts the sheet on the table and the rosary. He goes, thanks a lot. And then he pats me on the back as he's walking by and goes, I hope the families in Florida needed that. Hmm. That's amazing. He was praying for the families in Florida. That's incredible. And I'm like thinking he was praying for the team or the silly not silly but the silly basketball game that was coming up or his game or his or his future or yeah. was he going to get a scholarship yeah. he was praying for the families of the 17 that got killed in the school shooting that's so powerful i oh my gosh. i was like <laughs> and the other two guys were at the table they <laughs> Did he just say that? I said, <laughs> he said that. And the three of us are in tears at the table at time of a sophomore well, not game. only that, it's right before the game. And he goes in and, and change. He, he goes and plays. Yeah. And and uh, so I told I told the, uh, you know, I told, I told the faculty in an email about it without naming them. And, of course, everybody's, who is it? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just don't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not my thing. And, you know, the fact that it happened brought tears to the eyes of a lot of faculty members. Mm-hmm. And that kind of energy spread. And uh, one of our Spanish teachers, look, look on Facebook, one of the teachers from the, the Stoneman Douglas High School put out a thing that said she wanted her kids to come back to normal. Could, could anybody who's a teacher out there get their kids to write letters on paper with a pen or pencil? Not text, not email, write letters just saying they're with us. So she put that out there. She said, the only reason I'm doing this is because I've been crying at Fitz's email. So so this leads. Now, remember, now yeah. this boy leads to that. Yeah. I tell the story. Yeah. Now this lady puts this out. Mm-hmm. Teacher after teacher after teacher. I just changed my lesson plans. Just changed my lesson plans. I went into my freshman religion class. Now, freshman, you don't know. So I said, okay, I'm going to let you vote. This is what I read. I read him the story on Facebook, her, the quotes from the teacher, and I read our teacher's quotes. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, okay, you guys vote. I'm going to turn around face the door here. I told the boy in the front, you run the vote. Tell me what you guys want to do. If it's, if it's over half of you don't want to do it, don't worry. We'll just go on what we're doing. I won't blame you. I understand this is kind of a tough project. Yeah. I turned around. I wasn't turned around for three seconds. Mr. Fitch, you can turn back. It's unanimous. We want to write the letters. Hmm. They were beautiful. And that's 14-year-olds. Freshmen. Yeah. Freshmen. And so, and Joe May told me. He has all five of his classes. Well, he had four classes that day. All four of his classes brought him to tears. Every single one. All that got started from a guy praying the rosary. Yeah. For, and, and yeah. You wonder. You wonder. It's the power of prayer. The power of prayer is real. And, and yep. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. In the meantime, and, and so here, run, run this one up the flagpole. This is the story that was told to me by a listener. Uh, she read that there's, you know, there's a mandate now in the schools about you got to tell your kids what to do 
if there's a situation. Yeah. So everybody's doing this all over the country. Mm-hmm. And there's a handicapped teacher in a wheelchair. And she's talking to her high school kids who love her. And she's saying, okay, I know this is going to be upsetting to some of you, but the way it goes is I'm responsible for your safety. And it, and this is in their building. This is what you do. You guys got to go. When it's time to go, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm staying. I'm responsible for you. You got to go. It's time to escape. That That's the run. That's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And she told her class that, and they stared at her. And the one, uh, one boy raised his hand and said, um, we've already discussed this as a class. We already know who's carrying you out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, what grade is this? That was high school. Oh, it was high school. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, her high school students. And she was brought to, of course, brought to tears. And so she shared that story. Mm-hmm. And to me, well, okay, in the, in the, in the wake of such tragedy— you know, what? Where do we, where do we look for? What do we look for? Well, go ahead, Father. Where do we look for? I think you know. I've always been told, look, walk through the darkness and look for the light. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a very spiritual thing. And but that's what I've always been taught. To me, those two stories are walking through the darkness and look for the light. Am I? What do you? And think? seeing the light. And using the light. Good. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I did not think of it that way. But, but and not only that, just just this idea of sharing the good news, how there's a chain reaction. My favorite part of that basketball story is the fact that you shared that good news, and then it was shared to other people, and then it got passed down. And it's probably still being passed down. It's pa- being passed down like as people listen to this. I hope uh, so. You know what? And, I hope so, because that's a special young man. And, and uh, I, te- I texted his mom and told her story. And she said, <laughs> what a sweet story, <laughs> with a big smiley face. I said, <laughs> I said uh, yeah, what I texted her, the story, and then I skipped yeah. the space and said, you are a great mom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she deflected the compliment like many of our <laughs> in our society. Yeah. You know, we ought to teach a class on how to take a compliment, I think, sometimes. It, it's okay to be nice to each other, and it's okay to yeah. take a compliment and go, well, thanks. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. It, it, and, she, and she didn't. But I said, you are you forgot what I just said. You're a great mom, and it's more than a sweet story. It's a <laughs> wonderful story because it is. It's like, never mind basketball. We got to take care of our – we got to take care of each other. Yes. It's about life. It's about hope. It's Yeah, it's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the energy behind, the energy behind that is so good, and you know, and and you're right. Now that I think, you know, the special part about it is the chain reaction of good news mm-hmm. that happens. You know, I was imagine if these, you know, Chicago Tribune and all these different um, newspapers decided to have on their front page good news, like maybe even just once a week how that would affect the country and how that would affect the, you know. Somebody at MSN.com came up with that very idea. Mm. And so if you go on MSN.com and type in good news, there's they have every no they have a daily page for that now. That's great. And it's packed with good news stories. And uh, Father Glenn Snow, I give him credit every time we talk about this. Uh, he's a Carmelite who I taught with for five years. And mm. He's a big friend of Carmel. Um, and he works at uh, down in Darien at the Shrine, uh, 
of uh, St. Trace. Oh, wow. And uh, he comes up and does mass for us on Wednesday afternoons. And he sends me every day. He is like, his whole idea is bad, too much bad news is floating around. So he sends a good news story every single day. And some of them, it's from the little thing to the big thing. And they're all good news. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, a, I'll get a story about... The, you know this horrific thing they found is these floating cities of plastic in the in the uh, in the ocean. One of them is the size of Chicago. Stop it! No way. Garbage oh and it, and it comes together in the in the salt water. Yeah, so yeah, it just, yeah. It's a floating city and it goes deep too, hundreds of feet deep, and then they just float. That's and they cool. found one, and then they found a second one. And when they found the second one this time, scientists got it. Here's here's what's crazy. Man is like whatever. They, scientists get on there and did a bunch of tests on the, this mm -hmm. congealed plastic. Yeah, yeah. And they found a bacteria that no one had ever found before. They couldn't think. So they took this bacteria and they studied it. And the bacteria, are you ready for this? Does nothing but eat plastic. So they, <laughs> so they took a section of the second city, the second city. Listen to this, yeah. <laughs> and they fed it, and they put the bacteria. It ate the whole thing. the The world is creating a way to take care of this waste. Oh my gosh! So now the scientists are up in the ante and creating more of the bacteria to put on these things to take care of them. They think within fifty to seventy years, both those cities are going to be completely gone. That's good news. <laughs> That's really he good news. He sent me that. I'm like, oh what is that? And in the middle of that, and then, and then, well, you see, he'll give me a story like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get a story like this. Mm -hmm. There's a man in Little Rock, Arkansas, who's got a 14-month-old daughter, and he's a single dad. And he's got a job. And it starts at 4 o'clock in the morning. And he doesn't have a car. And he lives five and a half miles away. So he leaves a couple of hours, whatever it takes, every day and walks to work in the middle of the night and then walks home. And he basically says, when, when this story finishes, he basically said, well, my job is to take care of my daughter. I got to have a job. So I'm the only one for her, so I got to do this. Wow. So he walks to work. Well, his coworkers found out that he walks to work, mm -hmm. and he hadn't lived near any of them. So secretly, they started collecting. Mm -hmm. Then one day they said they had a union meeting out in the parking lot. He goes, why are we meeting out in the parking lot? Well, they don't want us to meet inside right now today because there's no room for we got it. the next shift to start. Yeah. And he went out in the parking lot, and there's a Ford Focus out there, uh, used, but, but runs well. Ugh. And they flipped in the keys and said, oh, there's not a union meeting. But there is a car, <laughs> and his the work his fellow workers, <laughs> and now you're ready for the best part of the story. Tell me, for me, because this just isn't happening in enough places. And when I hear this, and then I find out that I did some looking into it. Yeah, he's black. All the coworkers, white. Oh, wow. 
Good news right there. Uh, More and, good news. In a lot, I love this. In a lot, in a lot of ways, <laughs> that's a home run story because Absolutely. you know, and and so so you can see what Father Glenn's doing. I I don't even think he does it on purpose, but I got a story about congealed plastic being eaten by. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next day I get something like that, and one of them gives me hope, and the other one has me in tears. Yeah. You know, and so your question, what if the Tribune had a good news story on the front page once a week? Maybe I wouldn't be crying when I hear good news. Maybe mm-hmm. it would just be the norm. I like that. I like that insight, yeah. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Like what? Yeah. The thing is... In reality, it is the norm, but we don't see it. We don't get enough of we it. We don't get enough. Of so it. we get overwhelmed when we hear a good news story, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, you, you get a you get a kid doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, were, I I also mentioned to the faculty. You know, there was a kid. I did some confirmation retreats at local parishes, and there was a boy who was clearly struggling, mm-hmm. and uh, the DRE told me he's. He's not even in the classes here, really. He's in mm-hmm. high school already, but yeah, we're going to yeah. let him get confirmed. He's really, really struggling. I'm not going to get into with what, but yeah. he was detached from all the other kids. And there's 50-some kids. And I brought some kids to do, seniors, to do the work with mm-hmm. him. And it happened to be the boy, his group he ended out in, is just, if you picture a senior in high school who could be called salt of the earth, he's he's that guy. Wow. He yeah. played football. He was wrestler. And he's. <laughs> and he's awesome, right? And so later he did. They did. He the kid did okay all day. Mm-hmm. And later we had pizza. I took the kids out for pizza, and we're talking. And there all the other seniors are like, "What about that kid?" He goes, "You know what? Yeah, it was a little strange. But then you know, I sat with him at lunch, and we talked about video games. You know what? He's a nice kid." <laughs> and I'm like watching this going. You know, I, uh, wait, that's the, that's the world. Out of the mouths of babes, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, my gosh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, well, Carmel High School 101, dude. That is, right? Right. You know, that's 101. That's that's where it comes from. I mean, you, you know that kind of story because you went there and see the – I he wouldn't be the only one to do that. But he happened to be the one that day who was challenged with it. And he – it wasn't even a challenge. He just handled it. I told my uh, quiet current student. This is a current student. This just happened. Oh, this just <laughs> two weeks. Two <laughs> weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and I told him on the way out. I just on the mm-hmm. way out of the pizza place. I just said, "You're, you you know, dude, you're a special dude, and you need to know that." And uh, oh, we're getting music. Goodnewsfitsall.com is the website. So much good news. There's so much good news it's and amazing. so many stories. Angela Tomlinson is smiling at us. There must be so many stories. from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic Radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. And 
It's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. In your spare time, would you help the Catholic community? WSFI Radio needs a volunteer to help with administrative data entry and office work in Libertyville, Illinois. For more information, call Angela at 224-206-8455, 224-206-8455, or email us at info at wsfiradio.org. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Back, folks, to the story fits with Mike Fitzgibbons. Uh, we're in our last segment here with Father Tim Anastos, our guest today. Uh, goodnewsfitsall.com is the website. Uh, my email, michael.fitzgibbons at yahoo.com, is on that website. If you want to send me a story, please do. Please, a good news story. That's what we want, the good news stories. Like we were talking about last segment, uh, and I just mentioned a few brief stories, and, and, and Tim, going back and forth, you know, good news is what it's all about. I, you know, even in the midst of horror, there are, there are good news stories. And, and one, of my, one of the things closest to my heart, you know, the uh, preferential option for the poor, mm-hmm. that calling for all of us, and, and you know, we, at Carmel we hammer this, with, and, and, of course, the students do so much great stuff with service. So important. And so, you know, um, we have, uh, and I told a story about a, a homeless guy uh, in one of my earlier shows, and mm. one of our students met him, and he actually took him in his car to a restaurant, which he shouldn't have done, but but it was a great story. And 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 uh, This was at Carmel? He, yeah, he was driving, he would, dri- the story really quickly, Yeah, yeah. the boy would drive home every single day, he just, it's negative, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, didn't get then started getting into social justice class and really listening yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and heard some of his classmates tell stories about working with soup kitchens and homeless and pads and he's like wait a minute and he drives by this guy every day and he's, he's yeah. a homeless vet need money and like he always thought alcoholic is faking being a vet yeah well then he pulls over takes the guy out to dinner gives him money buys him buys him a hat and gloves for the winter <laughs> it's just a great story so you know we talk about home, the homeless and and denver Interesting place, Denver. Denver, they're trying to completely eradicate homelessness in the city. Uh, 
what was a problem is not even a measurable problem anymore because of the last thing they did. And it's called the St. Francis Apartments at Cathedral Square in, in Denver. Uh, basically, what they were finding is to house a homeless person would cost $45,000 a year. Hmm. And they didn't have that kind of money. Yeah, but yeah. they did have grants. And so they went and found uh, a private public partnership program that used $9.5 million in tax credits for development. Wow. And a million point two funding came from a housing development grant from the Division of Housing in Colorado. They took that money. Then St. Francis raised an additional million through donors, et cetera. They took that money and they built the St. Francis Apartments at Cathedral Square. And basically, well, it's housing a couple thousand people. Oh, that's incredible. And so um, they are thinking they have no real measurable homeless problem. And, of course, they have homeless. Yeah. But that's not... It's not a measurable one where mm -hmm. you know they have thousands. It's under five thousand in Denver. Hmm. Denver's a big city. It's huge. They have less than five thousand homeless. Uh, this this lady who was homeless for five years said about her apartment, "This is home. This is my home." For five years, I was only able to say that about the street. That's a direct quote. Right. And her name was Rosalinda uh, Sanchez. And God bless her. Yeah. And God bless the fact that she has housing. So, I, you know, <laughs> we didn't hear that one on the news, Tim. You know, and I know I get cynical and maybe sarcastic is the word, not cynical, because I still believe. But, you know, why aren't we hearing about this on the news? Mm -hmm. Why isn't that story leading off? There's a lot of people working to get that set up like that. Definitely. Definitely. And if, if only people heard it, there would be so much hope and so much like a chain reaction. Like when you t when you've told these good news, good news. Stories. Well, here you talk about chain reactions. You made me think, you know, I'm picking and choosing which guy, which ones I'm going to tell. Mm -hmm. OK, so there's a boy. He's seven. He lives near St. Louis on the Illinois side. So, folks, this is an Illinois story. Hey, come on. It's an Illinois story. Oh, yeah. And he he's uh, he's seven years old. Uh, his name is Avery Huddleston. Now, I don't usually say the names, but Avery Huddleston is a hero, so I'm going to mention him. All right. Uh, one of the bigger companies that works on restoring power in Puerto Rico is Ameren. Uh, and Ameren has been restoring power as they move on and on and on now okay, into yeah, the yeah. more rural areas. They still are 25 to 30% hmm. without power. No way. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so... Avery Huddleston's birthday's coming up. He hears from his teacher and another teacher in class. They're talking about let's help the kids in Puerto Rico because they don't have their schools don't have stuff because of what's happened on the island since the hurricane. It was awful. And so Avery Huddleston says to his mom, who then tells the teacher, and mm -hmm. then the teachers tell the teachers who tell her, okay, the whole school. Avery says, I don't want any birthday presents. Okay, Avery, what do you want? I want to collect stuff, school supplies for these kids at the school that my teacher told me about. Now, the teacher told him about a school in Rio Grande, Puerto Rico, which is a which is a pretty packed area, pretty popula populous yeah, okay, place. Yeah, Rio Grande, it, yeah. It's not one of the places that doesn't doesn't usually have the power. Mm -hmm. But 
right smack in the middle of Rio Grande is this poor school, and they don't have power. So they're going without power every day, and all these kids are going to school. They keep the windows open. They're doing, okay. Wow. So they're without power. So Avery decides to do this. Well, the, here comes the stuff. It's coming from st- towns around. They, the word spreads. They put it on the news. They do, the, they, they do all these things. So the Ameren people want to do a little PR for themselves. They come forward because they're located. They have an office down there. Yeah. And they said, right in St. Louis, they come across and say, we'll deliver the boxes for you. Because uh, we're doing the work there anyway. Yeah. Okay. Ready? So <laughs> they, go, they go down with Avery's stuff. And they bring iPads so Avery can FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And so the classes are all cheering Avery and his class. And, and Avery's class is cheering back. And then they did this big thing with the principal saying thank you. And they're translating thank yeah, you yeah. to all. Everybody's loving it up. And the Ameren people are watching this. And they show these Ameren dudes who are delivering stuff. They're workers, you know. And they're like, and a couple of them are crying because it's so cool. And the one guy looks up. Into the school, and they show the building, and he said, if you have no power, how come those two rooms have light? And the principal goes, we, can't, we've, we don't know why. Hmm. So the Ameren workers are all energy workers. So they turn around, and they ho- start hopping pole, the energy poles, the telephone poles yeah, and the yeah. energy poles. And they're looking, and they find the problem, okay? And they fix it. And there's this absolutely wonderful video of the kids turning the lights on. And, going, oh my God, oh my gosh. and then they're cheering. And here's this Avery kid back in the suburbs of St. Louis on the Illinois side. And so they're interviewing a guy from Ameren and saying, thank mm. you. The mayor is interviewing him and saying, thank you. And he's like, no. And he's got tears in his eyes. He says, not my workers and me. It's this little Avery kid who did this. And he did, ultimately. That's one of your chain reactions. Oh, absolutely. He gets started going, let's get some crayons and paper down to these kids. And now they got yeah, power. Electricity, oh my gosh. Avery, wherever you are, God bless you, man. <laughs> Avery Huddleston. Wow. He's a hero. And he's yeah. seven years old. Yeah. And if you saw him going, <laughs> he's all over the place. And he's, I just wanted him to get, you know, it's, it's the coolest thing. How about that? Incredible. Oh my gosh. Just chain reaction, like you said. Well, you brought up the chain reaction. A light reaction. in the darkness. A light in the darkness. And then it, what it does is literally lights other rooms, huh? How about that? Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. So, you know, Stories. you've been a priest for eight months. I can't. Oh, I can't believe. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You, I got a best few, eight months of my life. Best eight months. No, that can't be true. You worked with me your senior year in high school. In okay. Seven, All so, right. So there was okay. a lot of good things that happened in then, Tim. You know, we'll you were a Kairos retreat rector. Okay. So don't say that was the best eight months of your <laughs> life. Okay. <laughs> Those were great moments, too. Oh, yeah, my gosh. There were some great moments in there. Oh. I'm quite sure that you were glad to get rid of me after that week. Uh, so so w- tell us, how about let me put you on the spot. All right. Tell us a good news story from your eight months. You're you're yeah. now you're ordained Definitely. in May. I was ordained in May, and so it's been eight months and incredible. You as a priest, because you're there at a parish around people all the time, you see incredible things. You see God's grace working in action, and every day you can witness to something. Um, very recently, this past weekend. Um, I just want to share something I haven't shared yet, 
um, but it was a huge grace for me especially um, just to set the scene for a priest and I'm I'm sure 99.9% of priests would say this but like one of the two best questions that a priest can be asked one is father how do I become Catholic second is father can I go to confession right now those are huge huge questions that bring us a lot of joy as fathers and just as like dads of the church it's huge um this past weekend we had our high school retreat at the parish it's called crux vast majority come from the public high school from maine south here we go with maine south again two i know i know 250 kids whoa came to this retreat um and it's called crux it goes on for a weekend it's basically like a Fitzgibbons Kairos, um, <laughs> but some tweaks in there. <laughs> so like a Kairos at Carmel, but a little different. Um, but these are public high schoolers coming on this on this Catholic retreat run by our parish. And um, I was the priest there for the entirety of the retreat. And I decided to wear my, in my clerics, my, you know, my blacks, I decided to wear my Converse high top all star uh, all stars. You know, <laughs> I have a pair retreat. of those. Too. Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> Chuck Taylor, you know. I have they're, mine. So I was wearing those, you know, and I had uh, my Cubs hat on, and I was just, you know, chilling with the kids all weekend. Um, didn't really think anything of it. I was just being me, and one of the kids really noticed this, um, and he came up to me. He's like, uh, Father Tim, why? curious why why are you wearing like converse all-stars that's pretty awesome i was like well just because um and i didn't see him for you know a couple more hours a couple more hours come by and he comes up to me and he says uh father can question uh how do i become catholic and you know i just oh my gosh so tell me why why are you thinking about becoming catholic he's like well, I mean, I've been with my friends to, you know, Catholic Mass and everything. I haven't, you know, been been really encouraged in my faith. But I don't know, just seeing, like, a guy, you know, like you as a priest, he's you're like me. Uh, you wear cool shoes. You were talking about playing video games. And you play sports. You play hockey. What's – I just I – think, I think this is for me. And I was just – absolutely blown away whoa absolutely blown away whoa um yeah and so we we started talking about you know confirmation classes and rcaa and just in the back of my mind and in my heart i'm just thank you jesus this is beautiful um fast forward a little later (laughs) same thing happens um where uh one of the girls kind of pointed out that I was wearing Converse All-Stars. This is it's like evangelization of the Com- Converse All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another girl comes up to me and says, I can't talk to you. Uh, I just noticed that, you, you know, you're like, you, I, I just don't understand this whole, you know, priest wearing a Converse All-Star. And she asked me, can I, can I come to confession? Can, can we talk? And so... We went to confession and another beautiful moment of grace. And so like in, in that just wearing shoes that I like to wear, um, that was grace. That was the Holy Spirit bringing. And, and you answer and, and you got asked your favorite two questions that you said a priest could be asked. Yeah. How do I become a Catholic? Yeah. Could I go yeah. to confession? 
just good news. Like, just be yourself, be genuine, and love our Lord, I'm and thinking, so much happens. I'm thinking all those chasubles and everything else you fling on on a Sunday, you got to wear the converse <laughs> to a mass. I, I may have done that before. <laughs> you may have done so, that. So <laughs> one of the kids in my school said, so I never was able to wear my sneakers to mass, but then I told my dad, well, Father Tim wears his sneakers to mass, can't I? And he said, well, he couldn't argue with that. You so, couldn't argue, yeah, so yeah. you got to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're... we're Goodnewsfitsall.com is the website. This show is The Story Fits. Check out the website. Send me some good news stories. We are going to finish this show, if you wouldn't mind, Father Tim, with a blessing for our listeners. Absolutely. Could you do that? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise for all who are listening to this broadcast. I ask you to send down your Holy Holy Spirit upon all who listen, that they may be given the courage and the confidence to spread the good news of their own lives. And I ask all of this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father Tim, for being our guest. It was an honor. Thanks, all you listeners. The story fits. Bye-bye. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.